Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Uh, my name is Scott Switzer. I'm your host. I'm the Clydesdale. And with me is a very special guest, Bailey Rogers. Welcome, Bailey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's it's fun because I love doing people from other countries because I get to learn a lot about them um, because you're not a, an athlete here in the States. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What did you do growing up athletically that led you to where you are today? Um, growing up, my sport was actually swimming. I, I, I mainly did swimming when I was younger, um, but I did um, kind of what every Kiwi kid does at, when, they're, when they're going through primary school and high school was a bit of everything. So I played like uh, netball, basketball, volleyball, a bit of touch rugby, but I'm not very, <laughs> I'm not very coordinated with ball sports. So I never really pursued that avenue of, of sports. Um, I did swimming up until I was about uh, 14 or 15. And then um, at that stage in my life, it kind of took up too much of my time. I wanted to hang out with my friends and all that kind of thing. So I gave up swimming and I started running. I did a lot of running. And then um, moving into university, I was still running. And then when I was down at university, it's when I found CrossFit. And from there, I've kind of never looked back really I dabbled in a bit of Olymp well I did Olympic weightlifting and CrossFit at the same time yeah yeah so I've I have that in my notes uh and what's interesting is I was a swimmer growing up as well yeah um, nice and I, I think it teaches so much like the the routine that you have to have a swimmer take like it is so much value to me as an adult like you have to have so much discipline and all that kind of thing so I I cherish that um Mom and dad made me swim for as long as they did. <laughs> yeah, for me, I swam all the way to university. Um, so like up at 530 to be in the pool before school starts and even in high school and then after school back in the pool. And then that didn't even count like your your deck work or lifting mm -hmm. that we did back then. So trying to, to manage that school homework, studying all that uh, was really good at um, helping someone develop the skills on prioritization, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The discipline and around that was huge, especially as like a young girl or boy, right? You're 14. And what are, what are your friends doing? They're not doing that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like the only times I ever had were Saturday nights. That yep. was like my time to, to hang out with friends. Um, what, what events did you swim? Um, my favorite race was 200 breaststroke. And then um, 400 IM was second to that. So I was definitely not a sprinter. I was more of like a middle distance person, a middle distance swimmer. But yeah, 200 breaststroke was my was my top race. I didn't yeah, get I, um, I didn't get se uh, senior nationally. I went like junior nationals, but not not quite senior nationally. So I would have needed your coaching because my favorite event was in IM. Yeah. Uh, two and four. Yeah. And. Uh, and my breaststroke was the worst stroke of the four. Oh, yeah. I would have the lead every time going into the breaststroke and then have to make play catch up on the freestyle to try to get back in the race. Oh, yeah. No. Middle part. Got to make the ground. <laughs> yeah. See, I hated, yeah. I, hated the, I hated the fly, so I got the worst part over and done with first, and then I was smooth sailing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I did some distance freestyle too, which I, I never liked. I, I was just good at it. Yeah. So yeah, they nice. made me do it all the time. Mm -hmm. It's one of those um, things, right? Like once you know how to swim, like, so I swam then and then obviously CrossFit has swimming in it. So I do a bit like a lot of swim for CrossFit, but you kind of get in the pool. It's kind of like riding a bike. You're like, this is amazing. I feel so good. The first hundred meters. And then you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I haven't swum for so long. My lats, my triceps, <laughs> they're all going. <laughs> how did I used to do this for an hour and a half every day? <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, the other thing it gives you is in swimming, almost all the practices are interval, interval training, mm -hmm. right? So when you get into CrossFit, like those are, those are my jam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
interval stuff. Yeah, definitely crosses over. Yeah. So you also went to university and you studied anatomy. I did. Yes. You have done your homework. <laughs> I, I do. I do a little bit before these. Yeah. So yeah. anatomy, because you were into like uh, sports and stuff like that, or was there something else that drove you to that? Um, I actually went to university to become a pharmacist. I really, I, so in high school, I worked in a pharmacy just as like a, the retail side of things. And I was interested in what they were doing behind the, behind the counter. And so I went to university to study pharmacy, but I failed my biochemistry paper first year. <laughs> and so that's quite important when you want to be a pharmacist. So oh, hello, John. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, quite important when you want to be a pharmacist. So um, I changed my major to um, anatomy. Yeah. So just because um, when you go to study pharmacy, you do first year health science. So you kind of do the broad range of all the sciences. And then anatomy and biology was kind of what I was most interested in. And so I took that as a, as a major. Cool. And did that help you later on in your, in your sports career? I guess so. Like it, like I always say, like it's a very expensive piece of paper that took me four years to get, but it, thank you, coffee delivery man. <laughs> um, it, it, like it, it definitely, it definitely crossed over into my knowledge of like how the body works, but I wouldn't say I use that degree. Um, I wouldn't say I remember a lot of that degree. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I have my master's degree. I don't use really much of my bachelor's or master's degree. Um, I think it's just there for my mom to brag that I went yeah. that far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and other than that, it just sits on the wall. If I could go back to leaving high school, I'd probably take a year off and then decide what I do. I just felt like going to uni was what I was supposed to do, you know? Yeah. If so, I could go back now, I reckon I would study psychology because I think the way the brain works is completely crazy and interesting and i would love to know more about that so do you do you know phil mansfield i've heard of him yep yep heard of yeah him. so he's red pill training coach uh he was one of sarah sigmund's daughter's first coaches oh yeah um and he is doing a show with me now just started like a week ago where he talks mindset and psychology and i'm just in awe every time he speaks all i do is like start the show and let him go. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a, I have a mind state mentor over here. Um, her name's Kate. And every time she talks to me, it literally just, it makes so much sense, but I'm like, why don't, why don't we think of these things or like it, just the way they break things down for us and then build, it's just crazy. It's, it's crazy. She, she helps me on so many levels. Yeah. He, he kind of got to start by making his athletes do math problems during workouts. Oh, I haven't heard so of like you'd come off the assault bike and have to do a math equation and then go back to the workout because he thinks it's just important to keep your mind strong during a workout as it is to keep your body strong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Um, so it's, he has a lot of interesting theories and I can't wait to dive into all those with him, but back to you. Um, so that you, you, I saw you got a cup of coffee. I read somewhere <laughs> that you love coffee. I do love coffee, yes. <laughs> so what is the go-to? Um, I have a long black, and I'm currently having a long black with some maple syrup in it. Just a little bit of sweetness on a Sunday morning. <laughs> maple syrup. Yeah. Mm, that sounds good. Do you want to come say hello? A coffee. Oh, you did get me a coffee. Thank you, darling. <laughs> um, yes, Who do we it have is in the background? Um, her name's Indy. So I'm currently living with my coach and his wife and their wee daughter called Indy and they just went and got a coffee. <laughs> awesome. So have you, have you lived with your coach? Is that just a recent thing or yeah, something you've done thing. for a while? Yeah. So I, I moved up here, uh, three weeks ago. So we obviously we competed at Torian last year and got pretty close, but decided that the the next step to making the games was to be closer so I could train with them, with my coach and his wife as, as much as I could. Cause I used to travel up here every, every couple of weekends and spending time with them was just priceless. So moving up here seemed like the next logical and most valuable thing to do. 
So primarily, were you doing things from like a remote coaching aspect? Yeah, yeah. So I lived um, I lived in a place called Wellington, which is about a two-hour drive from where I live now. Um, and then we just spoke on the phone every day. Um, yeah, it was definitely remote coaching. I trained by myself like every day. So now up here, it's a, it's a lot different. I get to do at least one session with my coach every day, which is awesome. And if our listeners haven't figured it out, you are not from the United States. Uh, no. The accent <laughs> kind of gives it away. And you are from New Zealand. I am from New Zealand, yes. Um, Beautiful Famous New Zealand. For, for Jamie Simmons. Famous for Jamie and Simmons. And Yahoo Serious. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, you're probably too young. <laughs> Only people in my age group know who that is. So Jamie Simmons, she um, started, so where I went to university in Dunedin, that's where I first met Jamie. She started CrossFit down there. Um, just as I was leaving Dunedin and she was starting CrossFit was when she uh, snapped her Achilles. So we never really got to train together too much, but I kind of knew of her. And the next thing, she's super incredible, famous on the big CrossFit, CrossFit stage. So back no knew her from back in the back in the day and our friend Mikey as well. <laughs> yes. So you're living with your coach and that is very Justin Medeiros like. <laughs> yeah. Is is that no who mullets, you stole though. that from? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no mullets though. Um yeah, no, it's it's very kind of them to put put me up in their house. It's it's yeah, I'm just, I'm very, very grateful for that. So how, how big of a change has it been getting immediate feedback on your workouts, your technique, your, all of that stuff? Yeah, it's, it's so different. So uh, like I mentioned, I used to come up here every couple of weekends and train with them. And then those weekends I'd always leave being like, oh, that was so good. So different. It's just having like his eyes on me to uh push me through those times where I'd usually be like oh this is a, this is hard I need to I need to slow down the pace on my bike or something like that like it's it's the the yeah instant feedback or the the pushing through the intensity that I would otherwise if I was training by myself in cold Wellington I might I might not get so already I've been here three weeks and it's 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 made the biggest difference um I couldn't yeah I couldn't put any any price on it it's, it's awesome so this happened after you did the rogue qualifiers? Uh yeah. Uh did it? It'd yes, be really yes, tight. Yes, <laughs> yes. Barely the weekend after. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I was so I did, did the rogue qualifiers up here, went back to Wellington for a week and then moved back the weekend after. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I was trying to get an explanation as to why the why the big jump. Um, and we'll kind of get into kind of your history a little bit, but uh, to to go up against the people you did in the road qualifier and to do as well as you did. Um, and there's a lot of people that don't know who you are, but you are, you've been on the cusp for a while. Mm. <laughs> that annoying little cusp. Yes, I have. Yes. I've been trying for, I've been trying for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about the road qualifiers. Yeah. Um, I looked at your finishes and three of them you did really, really well. Yep. And that's that pesky little second wad. Yeah. Um, didn't go as well as the other ones. Is no. does that have something in it that's a goat of yours, or was it just you attacked it wrong or no? Um strict handstand push-ups are uh, definitely a not my, not my strong point, which we're we're thrashing and we're working on. I just um I struggle with my body position like am i i have quite a mobile lumbar spine and so to open up at the top and get my hips open at the top i, sh I struggle with that so we're working on it yeah okay. and my, my 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 pressing strength but yes it's yeah definitely it was a glaring obviously i think there was 20 second place or something so it's an obvious an obvious yeah, i have um, black mark on 19th they must have been after all the changes yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the changes. Did you get caught up in all of the um, didn't read the directions correctly, uh, judging issues? No. You, you were clean. Mm -hmm. I was lucky. I had um, yeah none of, none of my all of my videos got accepted, and 
they didn't change any of my scores. They gave me um, a minor penalty for starting um, in the wrong place, but it, it didn't change my score. On the total bar um, clean and jerk one, I started, I was standing in the wrong place, but they didn't change my score. But yeah, no, so I was lucky. Um, my Gilly read all the all the instructions. <laughs> yeah, I I what I find weird is all these people read the instructions incorrectly, did not submit the video in the correct way, yet they still appear on the leaderboard. Mm. So if they beat you on other events, like say your wad two, some people that were disqualified actually have a placing above you and it affects your score. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know. And it's, uh, I'm not sure that's fair. No, if, if they're not going to be on the leaderboard at all, maybe they should, take their scores off so then the people who are up there are actually like it's a it's a fair game kind of thing we did discuss that <laughs> i'm sure you did. <laughs> and then probably a lot of that isn't isn't suitable for air <laughs> yeah <laughs> many of those discussions yes so the other three workouts you finished third fifth and fifth all top five and you need to needed to be in the top five and I guess actually top six, they went six on the women's side. Um, so you finished fifth. What was your favorite workout in that? Oh, probably the clean and jerk one, the total bar clean and jerk. It was, I do love a barbell. <laughs> so, so it was probably, yeah, probably my favorite one to, I feel like you can always, um, when it's like those single heavy reps, it's like, it's all in your head, right? But I had the, I had the, I don't know, advantage of Gilly, my coach, counting me down, being like this this number of reps. Like he had a plan for the whole workout, so I just felt really uh, in control and um, like we planned it planned it really well. It was hard, don't get me wrong. It was blooming hard, but yes, it was probably my favorite one out of all of them. <laughs> yeah, looking at them, that I I thought that looked really cool. One to do and two i think it would have been fun to watch yeah because at the top of each minute having to stop and do seven toes to bar mm -hmm. um really makes that an interesting ladder and because it got quite grippy as well like obviously you're gripping the, the total bar you're gripping the barbell um yeah and i think it was more tactical than most people think like it, you weren't just there trying to get as many as you can you had to kind of think about it uh, like moving forwards and not not go out too hot yeah yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Um, and that's not Why? even the one you did the best in. Uh, no, funny. The one I got second in was the one I least enjoyed. <laughs> 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 and it's it's funny, funny how that happens. Like the workouts that I am least looking forward to. I think the pressure I put on myself because I'm like, oh, it's this workout. Like 20 minutes is horrendous. But then I think the pressure... I don't know how it turns around. It happened at Taurine as well at the semi-final, the big King Arthur workout. I feel like it was quite similar to that. Like I was least looking forward to it and then I end up doing the best in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't look forward to thrusters ever. I'm not bad <laughs> at them, like, but I just don't like them. No, I'm on the same page. Yeah. So now you get your opportunity to go on the big stage with some of the biggest names in the sport. Right. <laughs> what, how are you feeling right now about that opportunity? Uh, ecstatic. I'm so, so, so excited. So after, um, after Tori and this year, we sat down and we, we mapped out what the next um, like season was going to look like. And this was the first target. And so one, to be able to hit the, like qualify and actually hit the target and then two to to be over there and compete against these um, top girls is like experience like no other. Like to just be on the same, um, and there's only twenty of us, right? It's it's even more. Um, like I'm going to have more exposure than than I would have at the games if I was competing at the games. So I'm I'm so excited, so excited. Yeah, I mean, I think this has a bigger network deal than here in the states. Than even the yeah. games does yeah right? right i think this is a cbs event for the whole thing wow yeah and of course there's a strong man aspect to it too 
-hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you have both, then you have people that don't even normally watch CrossFit. They're watching you getting exposed to the sport. Mm -hmm. um, I was there last year. It was a blast. Yeah. Trust me, I've watched all the YouTube videos. I'm like watching the event, but then also looking at the the the, the outsides, like the, what's it? Is it a baseball stadium? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Like watching that, just like trying to check out like the dugouts and stuff, just trying to make myself a bit aware of what the, the environment's going to be like. It looks awesome. Yeah. So it is just to let you know. So I was a volunteer last year. I was trying, I went and worked, volunteered on their media team so I could learn as much as I could. And my spot was actually sitting in the dugout where wow. you, the athletes kind of come down and wait to be announced to go out onto the field. So that's yeah, where my wow. station was. Great view. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really cool seeing the athletes get excited about like running out with their getting their name called in that stadium. It was really yeah. awesome. Top spot. Nice. Are you going to be there um, this year? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. We just, we made the hard decision to be now on my own media company and because they have such a like CBS doing it, media companies don't get much access when they're there. Yeah, right. yeah. So it just doesn't make a lot of sense to spend the money to do to cover it, even though it's it's killing me inside because it's so fun to yeah. be there. Yeah, you could just come and watch. Um, I could. That's but it's it's expensive, it's expensive for me because oh. I it's halfway across the country for me. Oh, is it? Yeah. My knowledge yeah. of the United States isn't. Geography isn't that great, so I believe you. <laughs> so I'm kind of top middle, oh, and yeah. it's okay. like bottom middle. Okay. Um, I actually live in the town Rogue's headquarters are, but oh, yet nice. they do the event all the way in Texas. On the other side of the country. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so did you get to see what the swag is like for people who get to go to Rogue? Um, no, but I really hope that I get a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. <laughs> <laughs> so my it's first station last year was, <laughs> was to sit in the swag room yeah. where everybody got fitted for a hat, cowboy boots, um, the whole belt buckles, everything. Yeah, um, do Rogue does it up big time. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> the other thing I want to know, this is really the only competition that gives travel stipends to athletes coming in. So how important is that for you coming from New Zealand all the way to the States? Um, hugely. It means that I, it basically takes the financial burden out of it, right? Cause it costs so much to get over there. And so to, um, to not have to worry about like paying to get there or the accommodation or anything like that, it's, it's, it, it's very attractive and very very yeah helpful it's it's made a huge difference yeah i am so excited for you because it is it is definitely a first class event because mm -hmm. last year i did Wadapalooza, i did uh rogue i've been to the games a bunch of times rogue put rogue does it up for the athletes oh i'm so glad to hear that i feel so lucky yep. yeah it's gonna be awesome yeah you're you're gonna have a good time so I think I have one more question about that. Um, we got off my notes so much I forgot to even look. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, let's let's move on. I wanted to talk to you about your Olympic lifting career. Okay. And that is, you actually represented New Zealand twice at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. And for those of us in the States, can you explain what the Commonwealth Games are? Yep. So I guess it's the, so the Commonwealth is obviously the countries under the, the Queen of England's banner or whatever you call that. And so it's kind of like a, a different version of the Olympic Games with countries that are in the Commonwealth versus countries that aren't. Um, and so the qualifi qualification is similar, similar, but different. Obviously you're up against the Commonwealth countries, not the, not all the countries in the world. Um, and but this the sports are the same it's kind of like the, the the summer olympics i guess more more sports along those lines so with you competing at the commonwealth games were you geared to be on the olympic team 
or was that something different? So the so, uh, so the Commonwealth Games are every four years. The Olympic Games are every four years, but they're two years apart, so they're they're staggered. So they're not um, within the same with the same year. Um, I did. I was <laughs> touchy subject. I was trying to um, after the twenty eighteen Commonwealth Games in the Gold Coast in Australia. I did decide that I wanted to try for the 2022, uh, 2020 Tokyo Olympics. Um, but uh, Olympic weightlifting in New Zealand is like, it's not, it's not very, it's not a well-funded sport or anything like that. So it was very, very um, on, off your own back type thing. You had to go to a certain number of qualification, like sanctioned qualification events all around the world. And at that stage I was moving countries and changing coaches and it just all got, a bit too much for me so I decided to pull out of the, the running for the Olympics and this was before all of the COVID stuff happened anyway so in in the long shot of like in hindsight it was a really good decision because it would have dragged on for another 18 months kind of thing it was yeah so I, I wanted to but then I didn't want to yeah I actually learned some we had um, Alex Lachance on the show gosh, probably a year ago now. And she would do, she would like, she was the national champion at a certain weight class. And I asked her about the Olympics, but she's like, the Olympics don't have this weight class. So she would have had to chose to like go up or down. Yeah. And if she went up, she, she's like, I'm not going to be competitive on the way up. And if I go down, I'm going to probably be too weak to compete so yeah. at that point, she's just like, well, I can't do it. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of, so um, so the the Kiwi girl that went to the Olympics um, in the weight class that I usually compete in, she would usually be, she got stuck in that. So she would usually be one or two weight classes lower um, than what she competed, what she wanted to compete um, in Tokyo. And so she would usually be at like the 69 or 71 kilo class. She had to go up to 76 kilos to compete at the Olympics. So there was a definite um, deciding point for a lot of athletes when they announced those Olympic weight classes. So you you mentioned the, the pesky cusp. <laughs> you finished fourth at the Commonwealth Games. Yes. One spot off the podium. Pesky cusp. So another cusp event. Um. Did that drive you to want to do it more, or is that when everything kind of broke down? No, I that um, if if anything, I finished that like I was upset, so I missed um, my first two snatches, which were easy lifts for me, um, and then I got my third snatch. And if I, I I lost out on the bronze medal by three kilos, so I was well within my capabilities to <laughs> to to get on the podium. Um, I was obviously upset after that, but if anything, it made me even hungrier to be like, I can actually do this. I'm going to go for the Olympics. And that's, that's the step. That's the point that I decided to go for the Olympics. And then it all kind of changed from there. <laughs> but I, I finished that event, like, give me more. Let's go. Did you choose at that point in your career to focus more on weightlifting than CrossFit? Yeah. So I, I've kind of bounced between the two. Um, I started CrossFit was the first um, my CrossFit was my introduction to weightlifting. Um, I CrossFitted first, and then my first weightlifting coach was when I was in at university. Kind of, I got a coach to help me with my CrossFit, um, and then uh, each coach I've had a few weightlifting coaches. Each kind of had their own thoughts on what CrossFit did to your weightlifting training. And so I have gone from doing both to only doing weightlifting to only doing CrossFit. And I have, in my mature age of 31, realized that I am a much happier athlete doing CrossFit rather than just doing weightlifting training. So other than just the focus on Olympic lifts um, and training the aspects of that, what is like nutrition like differently between the two sports? Um, obviously the weightlifting is weight class based, right? So you have to be very, um, very aware of where you are on a kind of daily, weekly basis in terms of your body weight, but it can be 
um, fluctuated in terms of how far away you are from it and from a competition and um, if you're in like a strength building phase or anything like that so I focus if well now I focus more on my nutrition now as a crossfitter than I did when I was a weightlifter to be honest it was more about um, and that's not that's not to say I shouldn't have done it it's what I've learned over the years of doing it. Like if I knew now or if I ate now how I if I eat if I ate back then what how I eat now kind of thing or with the, the same knowledge and control it would be would have been a different story rather than struggling to make weight for so many so many years. So it's 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 different but I am much more in control of how I eat or aware of what I eat now. It's amazing as we mature how much knowledge we gain and wish we would have done things differently back in the day. Right. Like so many water loads or saunas or stuff to make weight. Like it was was ridiculous. But if I like my, so my mind state mentor, Kate, she's also my nutritionist as well. And so if I had her, um, when was that? 40, like nearly 10 years ago, it would have been a different story. So now we, we move back to CrossFit a little bit. You actually started, I think, 2012. And then OpenWise 2015 was your first Open? No? No. Um, I actually CrossFit has started, it wrong. <laughs> oh, maybe. No, I, I went to, back when it was regionals, I was went to 2011, 2012, reg, or 12 and 13 regionals, maybe. Or 11 and 12 so way back then but I started CrossFit in 2010 and then um went as a yeah back when it was regionals in Wollongong so 11 and 12 I think it was yeah if you get before 2012 um CrossFit doesn't have record of it online all right yeah (laughs) um so that makes me feel I do have you (laughs) So you went to regionals in 11 and 12? Yes. 11 and 12 or 12 and 13. 11 and 12, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then what was that experience like compared to what it was when you went back in 2016? Uh, the, the caliber of competition, obviously, it dramatically increases, right? Um, back back then it was kind of I remember when we had to do uh, it was like a heavy dumbbell workout I think it was like a 27 kilo dumbbell snatch or something and all the girls were like we can't do that it's so heavy and now it's like you have to do that on a daily basis kind of thing it's it's <laughs> just that the level of is just keep going like this every single year then in 2017 you went on a team yes and that team won the regional. Yes. Meaning you got to go to the CrossFit Games. Yes, we did. So what was that experience like? Oh, so good. I um so my coach was actually on the team with me. So that's how we, we have such a good friendship. Yep. Um it was yeah, it was awesome. I at training training together like as much as we did, I was like, I'm never going individual again. I love this so much. And then I moved out of the city. Amy, one of my best friends, moved to Melbourne. And so it was kind of like, oh, now what do we do now? And then I did weightlifting. Oh, that was um, the year before um, Gold Coast Commonwealth Games. And so that was when I was like, oh, I'm just doing weightlifting as well. So we kind of disbanded. But I really, really love the team aspect of, of training together and pushing hard together and that kind of thing, sharing it. It was awesome. So 2017 was my first time volunteering at the CrossFit Games, and I worked uh, North Park, mm-hmm. um, where we stacked hay bales, yeah, um, for days, yeah, um, for you athletes to jump over. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your first event? What was your favorite event from that year on the team? The clean and jerk. <laughs> <laughs> It always comes back to the. <laughs> it always comes back to the clean. Nah, um, I I re- well, obviously I liked the clean and jerk, but I really like the the run swim run as well. Um, just okay. like the yeah the, 
I like swimming, obviously. I don't like running so much, but it was just that's one of the one of the good memories in my head. Um, because we had to run with the rope, and my coach was my partner, and all I just remember him was like dragging me, basically making me run as fast <laughs> as I could, and I didn't think I could, but we did. It was awesome. <laughs> if you if you make it back to the games, would you rather have an open water swim or a pool swim? Oh. Good question. Probably a uh, probably a pool swim. Like I, I do more training in the pool, so I would be more comfortable there. But I feel like I would also have an advantage in an open water swim because I'm, I could, I would be more comfortable than other girls as well. <laughs> How like are you we, at ski erg? It's, oh, <laughs> yeah, fine, <laughs> fine. All right, I would have loved to do that event. That looks so cool. It looked, it looked yeah. like it hurt, but it all came down to that last ski. It looked awesome. Yeah, I think like open water swim would is always longer, right? Mm-hmm. So that would give you lo- more time to to stretch a gap open. Yeah, yeah. Than if you were in a pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that 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 would be the advantage where I could, I could probably swim a bit longer, more consistently than in in a lake than than some others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit cold here at the um, moment to do any ocean swimming, though, so we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. <laughs> yeah, so it's your winter now, now right? Uh, yeah, we've just come into spring. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're just going into fall, so. Yeah, the opposite. Makes sense. So how excited are you to get up to Texas where it's usually warm? Now, last year it got cold at night, but mainly through the day it was like 85, 90 degrees. I don't know what that means, but I think okay. <laughs> what in, in, in degrees Celsius? It's probably like around 30. Oh, yeah. So that's hot. 35? At the right? moment, it is 11 degrees Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I'm really, I, I love the heat. And so I'm really excited to get up there into, into some warmer temperatures for sure. But I like I said, I was watching on YouTube and I saw the, like, especially the Bella Complex, all the girls were out there with their hoodies and their, and their tights on. So it looked like it got a bit cooler in the evenings last year. Yeah, it got, it got downright cold. Oh, if you it? were not an athlete, like 11 you were degrees cold? <laughs> uh, it was the wind. The oh, wind okay. was just really strong that night. Yeah. <clears throat> so it made it feel like really cold. Mm-hmm. Um. So you are back to CrossFit. When did you decide that you were going to go back to individual? I know you made semis in 2021 and 22. Was that when you decided to go back or was it during the COVID time? Um, yeah. So uh, when Com Games were 2018, um, I spent kind of 2019, 2020, not to, not knowing what I wanted to do, whether I wanted to do weightlifting or CrossFit. Um, and then I guess maybe that, well, yeah, during COVID, at the end of COVID, I was actually living in Australia. I, I started CrossFitting again and I was like, this makes me happy and let's give it a go. I kind of, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't um, fully in belief that I could get back to semifinals after in 2021. And so that was like, I was, I was, excited and happy to be there in 2021 and then I got uh, seventh and I was like oh maybe I can still do this and then that kind of lit the fire and I was like yeah I'll go indie again so you skipped the whole sanctional yeah I missed, of CrossFit. I missed it. <laughs> all the opportunities to go make money at places mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of yep. that and you missed the whole online COVID time Mm-hmm. So you skipped all the weird stuff. Yeah, just back and to then normal. jumped back when it was regular again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, not planned, but that's how it worked. <laughs> so you you get to Torian, which is a great accomplishment, and you were up against. It is the most stacked women's division in all the semifinals. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, great athletes did not make it to the games because of the field that was there mm-hmm. and and everybody who made it deserved to make it it mm-hmm. just was there's you guys have that many quality females yeah how discouraging is that that you only get three spots 
I don't think it's it's not discouraging. It just makes you work. It makes you work harder and earn, and earn your spot. Like someone has to be the best, you know. And Tia is obviously the greatest of all time, and so she takes one of those spots. So really, there's like two spots available, and so I think it's if you look at it in a discouraging way, which it's very easy to do. Um, it's it can be it can be scary and but or you can look at it in an exciting way and be like step up to the challenge so I think I would love more spots but um it's it's not something I don't I don't think it's unfair so to speak I'll let you take the high road (laughs) thank you and as a fan I feel like we get cheated because that region has better athletes than other regions around the world and we don't get to see them compete against the best. Yeah, that's true. And I think it is a crime that Austra- that that oceanic region doesn't get five spots. Yeah. I think yeah, I think you're right. We should get five spots <laughs> considering the, like the what the regions are in the states how some of them get five spots as well. I think we like it, it would be fair. But like the the ruling around how it is um, decided, like the number of open entries, <laughs> I don't think it should be decided on that. I sign up for the open. I should not affect how many pro athletes get to go to the CrossFit Games. <laughs> Just, anyway, we'll see what happens next season. Again, I'm letting you take the high road. <laughs> I'll be the petty one. Okay. I want to see the best athletes on the floor. I'll earn my way there. Um, I'll get podium. <laughs> and it could drastically change this year. I mean, if rumors kind of go as they like two of the people that made it may be retiring. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. So it could change dramatically and open up two spots next year or mm-hmm. one spot or none. Who knows? Um, nobody seems to want to tell the what's going on. No. Um, but you did really well at Tori. And I looked at your numbers. And you had all top 10 finishes. That is, that is incredible at the semifinal region at the semifinal level. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of that. So I only started working with my coach at the end of um, last year. And I I feel like I improved drastically as an athlete. And so to work with him for a whole nother season, I know Tori next year is going to be even better. And I know that I was the petty one, but what is it like when you look down the floor and you're competing against Cara Saunders and Tia Toomey and these legends of the sport, two of the greatest of all time, Um, and you get to go head to head with them? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like you're standing in the stalls before you run out and you're literally standing next to the fittest woman in in the world, right? It's like, but then you're standing next to her like Tia and she's just chatting with you. She's talking about how she needs to go for a wee or something like that. It's like, it's very, it's very, (laughs) it's very casual. And so it's, it's intimidating in a sense, but it's also like, oh, these are just normal girls as well, you know? So I'm, I, and then I feel like I can, I was talking to my friend Gemma about this. Like, she's like rogue, like those top athletes. I'm like, yeah, but we've competed against Tia and Kara and all that before. It's like, why would it feel any different? You know, it's just because we see all these amazing American girls on YouTube, but they're probably going to be the same. They're still going to say hi and smile and make jokes and nervous chit chat. Yeah. Well, breaking news, Bailey has confirmed Tia is human that she has to (laughs) wee like the rest of us. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) She is not a cyborg. She is a human being. Yes. And a Um, sweetheart. (laughs) Yeah. And the reason I ask that is we had Ariel Lowen on. And when she was going head to head with Tia in that Elizabeth uh, elevated at the games this year, Mm -hmm. like her big concern was, are people getting pictures of this? Because this is (laughs) a once in a lifetime (laughs) where I am going, you know. Can you take a picture? I'm in front of Tia. Yeah. I saw that interview. Very funny. Yeah. So, um, so you just finished outside on the cusp at Torian. You have moved to be with your coach and now you, you, you qualify for rogue. So you're already making progress from where you were last year. 
How excited are you for the upcoming season? And what does your off season look like? Um, I'm the, like, I feel like I'm in the best position I've ever been to try and qualify for the CrossFit Games. I feel like everything I've done is I've literally changed my life to work towards this. I've moved to a different city to be with my coach. I've Yeah. So I've put everything I can into this because it's my ultimate goal. Um, we, my off season has been very targeted. So we, so we actually qualified for the last chance qualifiers, but decided not to do it. We decided to make the, the most of the off season and work on things like my straight handstand pushups. Um, just the things that we needed to, to thrash and get to, to, to bring up, bring up a level. Um, so it's been very targeted off season. And then, um, yeah, there's a, there's obviously a game plan moving forwards to, to what the next few um, training cycles look like, look like leading up to the open, but it's going to be the best one yet. So is this your one and only off season competition? Um, like big, big one. Big one. Uh, so I'm doing the New Zealand nationals, which is the biggest uh, one here as well. Biggest one in New Zealand that's in December, but the, this will be the only international one I do. Yeah. Okay. What about the uh, down under throwdown? The down under CrossFit chance, yeah, that's um, that, yeah, that the one that's there's a lot of that T is going team in, yeah, there's a lot of big names going. No, we're not, we're not going to do that. Okay. Yeah, we okay, just cool. so there was like a a roadmap of um, like I said, a roadmap of the events we were targeting, and um, Rogue was the first one on that roadmap. Waterpalooza was, but we decided um, just to focus on getting towards Rogue rather than doing the, the online qualifiers for that at the moment. Yeah, it's probably, I've talked to some athletes who did, they said they did too many off-season comps last year and regretted that when they got into the season. Mm-hmm. That's so the thing, like we, we mapped out the training cycles and stuff. And if you go like Rogue and then Down Under, CrossFit Champs, and then Waterpalooza, they're like month after month after month. So you don't really get a proper training cycle and it's too, too much um, out of the targeted training that we're doing. So what is your goal at Rogue? Is it going to be a learning experience or do you have a, like a set goal in mind? Excuse me. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, that you, you can't get um, competing against those girls. You can only get the experience by being there. Right. So it's going to be in that extremely elite high level performing um, environment. That's the experience I'm going for. And obviously to put my best effort in, like I say, I'm most proud of my, um, I'm really proud of my efforts at Torian because it was literally the best efforts I could do. So I can't not be proud of that. And so if I leave Rogue feeling the same way, that's, that's all I, all I can ask for. So you've said to me repeatedly that your favorite events are the big heavy barbells. <laughs> Rogue is known for being kind of more of a power output mm-hmm. type event. Mm-hmm. To me, that sounds like it's right down your alley. Do you hope that it falls that way? Or do you really want to see how you're doing in other areas of your training? Yeah, I would like to, like I've been working so hard on the thing, on my on my things that I, I've needed to work on. So it'd be nice to see if I've leveled up to uh, like how I move the barbell. But obviously I would like to get a few heavier, heavier, <laughs> more powerful things in there as well. A good balance, not not too much, um, not too much. What will I say? They can leave the running out of it if they want to, even though I have been working on my running. <laughs> well, uh, the the biggest run last year was up that hill. Yes, with the sandbag. Oh. And that was, like, I don't think television did that justice. Was it it was like it was so steep. We went to get our picture taken on it. The volunteers. And when we sat down, we slid down the hill. <laughs> it looked rough. Like that's how that's how steep it was. But the girls were like climbing with their hands on their knees. It must have been. It was it was insane. But if they say Saturday night we're doing a one rep max clean and jerk, you won't be I, sad. No, I won't be sad about that. <laughs> I won't be sad. Definitely not. Under under the lights in Texas. Oh, how cool! How cool would that be? <laughs> They can yeah. bring back the they can bring back the Saturday night barbell complex. I'm keen for that. 
Awesome. So my last question is you finish rogue. You're, you're proud of your performance. How are you going to celebrate in Texas? Um, your, your, your event finish. Um, well, my boyfriend's actually coming over from Lebanon. He's working in Lebanon at the moment. And so him and my coach, I'm sure we're going to go out for some, what do they do? Barbecued meat. Yes. Is that what they do? <laughs> some the, good yeah, food. Yeah, they call it smoked, smoked meat. Yep, smoked meat. Go have some good food. Just, I don't know, relax for the night and then spend the next couple of days with my boyfriend. That's how I'm going to celebrate. <laughs> well, I, I have to tell you, when I was in Austin last year, the tacos... Okay. were the best I have ever had anywhere. All right. I'll find some tacos. I do love some Mexican. <laughs> yeah. I've tasked, I've, tasked, unreal. I've tasked my boyfriend with the activities that we do for the few days after the comp. So I'll tell him to put tacos on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They call it Tex-Mex there because okay. they don't want to give it all to Mexico. They want it, <laughs> Texas wants to have a piece of it. Oh, I've never thought about that before. No. No. I'll, I'll tell them to put this, some Mexican on. Yeah, definitely. Got to do that. And then Franklin Barbecue is like the top in the country. Okay. I'll write that down. Yeah. If anybody knows food, it's me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bailey, this has been a blast. So much fun getting to know you. Um, I'm so glad you jumped on with us. And good luck at Rogue. And hopefully we'll catch up after that. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and uh, and I think you're going to kill it. I think you're going <laughs> to surprise yourself with a finish. I hope so. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you like what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.